Hey there, and welcome to the All Y'all Podcast presented by Holiday Lanes. I'm Chris J. And I'm Sarah Abair. All Y'all is a live storytelling event series and podcast produced right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. This episode presents storyteller Winston Hall, a professional piano player who told a story live at our April 2017 event, I Just Work Here. As anyone who's done it will tell you, live storytelling takes a lot of work and preparation. All y'all storytellers generally spend between one and two months workshopping their stories, but not our friend Winston Hall. Winston actually contacted Sarah and me at 2 p.m. on the day of the show. That's just five and a half hours before showtime, and he pitched us his story on the spot. And his story was so much fun, we couldn't resist the urge to add Winston to the lineup. Normally, we do not do this kind of thing. And we are proud that since he told this story at All Y'all, Winston actually developed it into a full-length, one-man theatrical production called Wrong Note Right, the Story of an Accidental Piano Man. Winston will be presenting three performances of Wrong Note Right on August 18th, 19th, and 20th, 2017 at the Bossier Arts Council's East Bank Theater. Tickets are $20 a piece and they're on sale now. Sarah and I have actually already bought our tickets for opening night, Friday, August 18th. And we'd like to invite the All Y'all community to come out and see Friday night's show with us. Or consider attending on Saturday or Sunday if you can't join us on the opening night. For tickets, just visit eventbrite.com and search for Wrong Note Right. And that's eventbrite.com with the word bright spelled B-R-I-T-E. Okay, and before we hear Winston's story on the podcast, the one that he told at our live storytelling event in April 2017, we'd like to recognize our awesome presenting sponsor, Holiday Lanes. As we're recording this episode of the podcast, it's summer and loads of parents are out there trying to find affordable, fun stuff to do with their kids, and Holiday Lanes has something really great for you. Now through August 31st, parents with kids ages 15 and younger can sign up for the Kids Bowl free program at Holiday Lanes and get two free games of bowling per child every single day for the rest of the summer free bowling all you got to do is pay for shoe rental which is only three dollars per person and i think you can even get a discount on that if you buy like several passes at once i think you can get it even cheaper than three dollars per person so for more information or to sign up just visit bowlholidaylanes.com and click on the graphic that says join laney's kids club With no further ado, let's hear from storyteller Winston Hall and stick around after his story for an interview with Winston, as well as some important announcements about upcoming All Y'all events that you will not want to miss. Here's Winston's story, which he actually titled, Look at All of the Little Black Dots. We've never had a storyteller title their own story, but then Winston kind of marches to his own drum. Here's his story. Y'all, thank you so much for having me again. My name is Winston Hall. Irony of ironies, Saturday night, I'm actually free tonight. I'm not playing a piano. I do play all over town, and I feel like I know so many people in this town. I'm excited to share this story. I have titled my short story, Gee, Look at All the Little Black Dots. That comes from my favorite Far Side cartoon where the orchestra director, with fear in his eyes, is hearing the musician proclaim that right before the show starts. Gee, look at all the little black dots. (laughs) So you ask, why is it called that? I'm going to give you a quick backstory about how I ended up even being near a piano as a child, and that'll lead into the story about Big Tom. Uh, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, 
my mother made me take piano lessons. And I hated them. <laughs> With a passion so deep and so profound, you can begin to explain my hatred of piano lessons. Um, they represented everything I didn't like. I lived out in the country uh, in rural central Texas, and I liked being outdoors. And the, the piano was like a prison to me. It was a prison. Uh, but I would dutifully go into town every Wednesday and take my piano lessons. And when I was five years old, my feet didn't even reach the ground. And out of spite and protest, I would refuse to play the piano at home. But my mother would put a kitchen timer on 30 minutes and make me sit there. And so I sat there. And then one day, out of sheer boredom, I started trying to figure out what all the little black dots were on the paper. This lasted all the way through high school. And the whole time, I hated what I ended up calling the little black dot method. All those dots just splattered on the paper, meant nothing to me, and I never liked them. And when I went off to college, I was going to leave that stinking piano behind forever. There was one problem. There was a little tiny part of my soul that actually liked playing the piano. <laughs> so I find myself in actually West Texas, not East Texas. I'm way out in West Texas, a town called San Angelo. And I went off to college to Angelo State University. Go Rams. You've never heard of it. It's all right. <clears throat> anyway, my, my piano story, my story as a professional piano player starts in a dentist's office. True story. I go to the dentist to get my teeth clean, and the dentist is working on my teeth. And I hear her telling the hygienist how awful the piano player was at the local Chinese restaurant. And when she got done, I said, Chinese restaurant has a piano? <laughs> yes, in the bar. And just trying to make small talk like you do at the dentist, I said, well, I'll play the piano a little. And she says, you need to go play the piano at the China Garden. <laughs> and I said, you've never even heard me play. And she said, in true West Texas fashion, she said, hell, if you can string a couple notes together, you'll be better than that guy was. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I get my teeth clean. I go home. And then something amazing happened. I started thinking about maybe trying to play the piano up at the China Garden. <laughs> I said, that's ridiculous, because as much as I hated the little black dot method, there's one small problem with being a professional piano player. I had never actually bothered to learn any songs. <laughs> you know, I knew the recital songs, you know, the little black dot pieces I learned that I messed up every time I tried. I hated recitals. They were my nightmare. And here I was pondering, possibly going and professionally volunteering for a piano recital. <laughs> what was I thinking? But that little voice in my head kept talking and said, you know, you, you might want to go try that. So I, I went home and I thought, well, how many songs could I possibly string together? I came up with nine. Okay, eight and a half. You know, more or less. It's not an exact science. Anyway, so I, one afternoon, three in the afternoon, I put on what we call where I come from church clothes, right? Your nicest clothes. I put on a tie, a slick back hair. I had hair back then. <laughs> and I go into the China Garden uh, in San Angelo, Texas. And I went up to the hostess and I said, <clears throat> 
said, I am a professional piano player. <laughs> At which point I learned it's much like being a chiropractor in a third world country, you do not need proof of your profession. <laughs> so they introduced me to the manager, and she was from China. I believe she owned the restaurant. Her name was Linda. And I said, hello, Linda. I said, I'm a professional piano player. <laughs> and she said, she said, come, play, sit, play. So she takes me over, plops me down on the piano. It's, a, you know, it's the middle of the afternoon, and uh, there's a bar in one half of this restaurant. It's empty. It's kind of like a scene from a movie. And she says, play. And I, I played the first thing that popped into my head was the first four bars of Moon River. And then I stopped, and I didn't bother to tell her those were the only four bars of Moon River that I knew. She looked at me and she said, come back Saturday, six o'clock. I said, what? She said, you're hired. And I said, well, okay. And I got out to my truck and I almost vomited. I was so scared. I had spent my whole life avoiding performing piano in public, and here I am signed on to perform the piano in public. So then began a, this was like a Thursday, okay, and then began the most frantic, like, 48 hours of my life, <laughs> trying to, like, figure out how I'm going to do this. Mind you, this is when I didn't even know what Google was yet, okay, this is like 2000, all right? I'm like calling people, I'm flipping through encyclopedias, like I'm just like trying to piece this together. And this is how it happens, how it went down. So God help me, Saturday rolls around and I thought I was being dispatched to the gallows, okay? This was 10 times worse than any piano recital ever because at piano recitals, they all love you and it's fine, okay? So I sit in my truck out in the parking lot, just, just sweating, hating life. Why did I do this? This is the craziest thing I've ever done. I hate myself. I'm so stupid. And then I walk in the door. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so Linda guides me to the piano. And I sit down. And I started playing. Moon River, <laughs> and I got to the part I didn't know, and I just played really softly. And I got to the part, and I played a lot louder. So something beautiful happened, which I would find out later in life was a curse. For a good two, two and a half hours, nobody listened to me at all. I would get done waiting for the obligatory applause, and there would be none at all. And I said to myself, "Thank you." But then the whole tone of the evening changed entirely. Linda comes over to the piano later in the evening and she says, you play good because Big Tom come tonight. Big Tom will be here. And I said, who's Big Tom? <laughs> she didn't tell me. She said, just play good. So then I start like, I just like, this can't get any worse. I was like, I was doing pretty good. I was gonna survive. I was going to get some money, some Kung Pao chicken, life would be good, <laughs> except for this big Tom guy, okay? 
So on one of my breaks, I go to the bartender and I said, who is Big Tom? And he said, you know, I don't know, but he comes here every month. And he said, you know where he's from? I said, where? He said, Dallas. <laughs> and you could just hear everybody going, ooh. Because <laughs> apparently people in Dallas don't come to San Angelo. Anyway, I was like, this, this guy, I already don't like him because he's like, everybody thinks he's a hot shot. You know, whatever, Big Tom, I don't care. I swear on a Bible, at 8.30, 8.45, people start going around shining doorknobs. They're straightening linens. They're like straightening the forks and the knives. And, and I said, what's going on? And they said, Big Tom's almost here. And I said, oh. So sure enough, five till nine, the door opens. Here's Big Tom. And he's got an entourage with him, okay, like seven of them. And the guy just commands presence. He's got the sport coat and the rings, and he's just a big, big Tom. He's a big guy. And they take him, sit him in, in the bar, of course, back in the corner. And so here I am playing for Big Tom. Moon River. He eats the whole dinner. He doesn't look at me one time. I said, I'm going to get out of here with my life, because Big Tom doesn't know I exist. They get food, they get appetizers, more courses, they get dessert, he drinks coffee, the night's almost over. And then Big Tom pulls his napkin out of his shirt, lays it on the table, and he stands up. And Big Tom starts walking. Sweet Jesus, where's Big Tom going? I think he's going to the bathroom. Like, the bathroom's around here somewhere. No. Maybe he's going to the bar. No. No. Big Tom was walking right toward me. <laughs> I couldn't escape. He walked right up to the piano, and he had a napkin, and he had a $20 bill. Okay? And it was then, and only then, that it occurred to me that someone might request a song. <laughs> Yes. Big Tom, hey, man, you're pretty good. He said, I have a couple requests. There's a $20 bill. Thanks. Have a good night. He turns and walks off. And I'm looking at that $20 bill. I'm thinking in my head of the, the eight and a half songs that I know. <laughs> Moon River. I was like, what are the chances that I'll even be in the same universe as these songs? They're on the back side of the napkin. I can't see them. They're on the $20 bill. This is hell on earth. Like, what have I done? Okay. Then I start immediately skipping to what happens if I don't know the song. Do I give the money back? You know, do I give him a rain check? Like, how does this work? I don't know. I've never done this. <sighs> There's no manual. Okay. There's no manual. So I flip the napkin over. No, it was not Moon River. But it was the next best thing. Of the eight and a half songs that I knew, I do not, I knew these two songs. <laughs> there was someone that compiled one time the amount of songs in the world, and it was something like 68 million songs or something. So, you know, do the math, all right? It's not a good percentage. 
I flip it over, call the Pope. It's a miracle. I knew two of his songs he recorded. Green sleeves. Da, 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 da. I've been singing it since I was eight years old. And the other was memory. Na, 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 na. Meow. I played those songs like a boss. And at the end of the night, Big Tom walked out. He tells Linda, hey, he's pretty good. You should have him back. And I said, thanks, Big Tom. Right on, man. Right on. That was my very first experience. Y'all, you know what happened? I caught the bug, y'all. I caught the bug. I thought, man, that was just dumb luck. I can't rely on that for the rest of my life. Maybe I should learn some more songs. <laughs> a couple weeks later, same venue, a guy walks up and says, hey, you play Piano Man? I said, I don't know that one yet. And he said, you better learn that one, kid. And boy, was he right. <laughs> y'all. That night, I went home with a $75 check. My day job paid me $6 an hour. I had a little tip money, $20 bill. I had a full belly from the buffet. And I got home and I said, man, this is all right. <laughs> that was, y'all, that was 17 years ago and 5,000 gigs ago. And I'm still doing it. And I still like Kung Pao chicken. And if you come out and see me at Two Johns or Chianti, please don't request Moon River. That was Winston Hall sharing his story live on stage at the Women's Department Club of Shreveport on April 1st, 2017. No April Fool's joke. All y'all will be headed right back to the Women's Department Club for our next live storytelling event. It's going to be on Saturday, August 26th, 2017. And the theme of the night is The Skin I'm In. For the skin I'm in, we're looking for six unforgettable true stories about our bodies and how they affect our identities. If you think you've got a story that may fit this theme, please call our Storyteller Hotline. It's 318-582-0665 and leave us a message with your contact info and a brief summary of your story. And we'll be in touch. The Skin I'm In is made possible with the support of our other sponsor, MacCentric, Shreveport's locally owned Apple premium service provider. If you own a Mac, you need to be following this company on Facebook. They'll keep you informed about everything from new product releases to software updates and current events that affect the Mac user community. So give them a like at facebook.com slash MacCentric to stay in the know. Recently, I caught up with Winston Hall during his weekly Sunday night gig at Chianti. It's a really cool old school Italian restaurant on Line Avenue in Shreveport. Specifically, Winston performs in Chianti's bar, which is called The Green Room. It's dimly lit and the walls are hung with framed photos of Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and Al Pacino. During his 10 minute break between sets, Winston and I sat down in a private dining room at Chianti for a quick chat. You're preparing to uh, to debut uh, a one-man show yes. that you have created about your career as yes. a piano man. Um, you're accustomed to kind of being a part of the atmosphere of a, of a bar or a restaurant to uh, setting the mood, but for your one-man show, you're, you're the main attraction. How do you feel about that changing, that, that shift to the spotlight? Well, first of all, I should say this is all your fault. 
because when I talk, when I gave this talk that you just heard, it kind of inspired me to explore that a little bit. And honestly, I, this is going to sound crazy, but the music kind of gets in the way sometimes. And what I mean by that, I have lots of dear friends that come out to hear us play. And every now and then one of them will look at me and say, you know, how'd you get started? I don't really know how you got started. And I'll look at my clock and I'll have three and a half minutes before my break is over. And so I'm trying to tell this cumulative story of a lifetime of experiences in three minutes, you know? And I'll say, well, I started in San Angelo, Texas. I gotta go, bye. And it just, you know, I, and I, I thought to myself after I did y'all's event and I was talking to my wife, Donna, I said, I think there's more of a story here that I would love to share with people. And so what's really been fun is the creative challenge of trying to keep one guy on stage, which I admit could be boring if you're not careful, and keeping it interesting and full of twists and turns and surprises to engage an audience for over an hour. Uh, it's been a creative challenge, which I have actually loved so far. Well, we cannot wait. We're going to be there on opening night. Yeah. So thank you, Winston, for taking some time out to talk to me. I'm going to let you get back to entertaining all the folks here tonight. Yeah, I got seven more minutes. What do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You want to hear my life story? <laughs> thank you. It's fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of the All Y'all Podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date with all the hot takes on all y'all like all the latest stuff the dank news <laughs> please like our facebook page and you can even follow us on twitter we're all y'all podcast and i love it when people tweet at us because i get a little notification on my phone it makes me feel like i'm a real pro podcaster as we're recording this i just want to mention that yesterday was my 37th birthday and uh later this week is sarah's 33rd birthday if you want to give us a birthday present, could you please consider interacting with us on Twitter? <laughs> or buying a ticket to all y'all. That, that might be the better present. Either one. We will just, we will feel the love. Twitter gets a little lonely for the All Y'All Podcast handle. So again, it's at All Y'all Podcast. Please, please, someone tweeted us. And we hope to see some of you out at Winston Hall's One Man Show, Wrong Note Right. It's coming up on August 18th to the 20th or at All Y'all Live, the Skin I'm In, on Saturday, August 26th. Either one of those shows would be rad to see you guys. Thank you for listening, and forgive us if you hear our dog whining in the background. I promise we do not abuse him. We don't. He's a basset hound, though, and the term is bass hole. <laughs> he's a, ba he's a bass hole. <laughs> okay. okay, that's great. All right, thanks, y'all. <laughs>